who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. My name is Jenny Owen-Youngs. And I'm Kristen Russo. And together we spent six years watching every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, one at a time, podcasting about each and every one. Our podcast is spoiler-free, so first-time viewers can listen along safely. Ever thought to yourself, I wish someone was brave enough to write an original song for every single episode of Buffy? Your search is at an end, my friend, because we did exactly that. Our podcast is called Buffering the Vampire Slayer, and you can learn more about it at bufferingcast.com. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. lose all sense of reality and enter another world. Remember, do not underestimate the power of PlayStation. PlayStation. Beyond! Beyond! Beyond, 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 beyond. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Podcast Beyond, episode 259. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the PlayStation powerhouse, Ryan Clements. Hey, we can come back to that in a bit. He only does everything. Call Moriarty. Making a noise he knows I hate. And the dark night of news, Andrew Goldfarb. Hi, Greg. Hey, how are you? Good. What's 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 happening? <laughs> Nothing. Yeah? How was that ham sandwich? It was excellent. I had a ham sandwich from Small here in San Francisco, California. It it's was really big. It was divine. Ham See, sandwich. now, that's the thing. It's not. It's 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 like a French baguette. It's, it is a French sure. baguette. It's like, if you've ever been to France, they sell a ham sandwich on the street like that, which means there's not a lot of meat on it, but it's long. It's long. It's a long sandwich. You spent yeah, time in France, right? In I did. I did. Yeah. yeah, I did spend some time in France. That must, first, have, been, first, that must have been a real experience first for the time clown-like drinking. life of Greg Miller. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things, ever since you've deemed it the clown-like life of Greg Miller whenever something horrible happens like I just I just shrug my shoulders and that's what I say And but I don't think I was living the clown-like life of Greg Miller back then no. I think you were just living you the life you had an experience though in France you told me about what was it several where some guy tried to get on the bus am I remembering oh, this oh yeah, yeah tell, okay. me, tell well, us there, that story but, uh, Regale I'll, us. I'll give you a couple okay. coming into France of course there's no drinking age in France so oh, we were all a bunch of high schoolers going over there we, it was Uh-oh. before our senior year exactly <laughs> so it's like we're going to we're we're sneak away and we're going to go drink and you know then that, you know they American 16 year olds going out on the <laughs> night uh, night on the town in Paris yeah yeah Good. and so we were going before we did this me and Poe were having all these conversations about like what, what are we going to drink when we get there what are you going to drink and I decided having never drank before that a martini was going to be my drink oh. Oh, <laughs> and I got that first martini and it was like rubbing alcohol I was like oh god <laughs> wait so, wait is that was that actually the first time you ever drank yeah yeah that was it that's what kicked off everything really you didn't have like a, you didn't drink before well that? I mean I'm sure I had a sip of beer somewhere else but it was never like we were actually going out and you know drinking yeah 
Like we were, we was it junior year, junior year going into senior year? I think right. I mean, junior and senior year was when I started really drinking like on the weekends, like all the time with yeah. my Dude. friends. But but before that, yeah, you would like sneak a beer at like a, a family party or something like that, and like go run in the house and drink it with your friend. Or Not something me. Like that. Oh, I, right. I, I, we didn't actually, do that. We didn't do yeah. that. I didn't even taste alcohol. Junior until college. year at college for me. Junior yes. year at college. You waited till you were of age. I don't even remember junior year at college. At that point. Alcoholism had already kicked in by then. That's what you do when you're in college. I feel like I'm, I'm yeah. trapped in a in like a box, Greg. Yeah, you don't I can sound, hear, you don't sound I can, loud in our headphones, but can, you're fine on this thing. Yeah, I can hear all you guys perfectly. For the for the heads for the, the heads up listener who's listened to every podcast beyond for some reason the number one PlayStation internet podcast. Uh, we uh, we are aware that microphone force sucks. We there's no we have not been able to fix it. We need a mic. We need a Dalton yeah. here. A mic repairman. Fix mic repairman. Um, my favorite touch in the many amazing things that Panda Musk does is uh, when someone uses the headset and he has them wearing oh, the headset. Clements is wearing the headset now. If anything is deemed animated worthy here. Yeah. So a martini, yeah, couldn't drink that at all. I put it, so this is another great Greg story for some reason. Didn't like it, so I passed it around to my friends. None of them like it. We put it into a pool table ball return, like a bunch of assholes. I don't know. It wasn't, we weren't doing it to be mean. It was just like we needed to hide it so we could order another one, we thought. Not understanding <laughs> that bars don't care. They just want the fucking money. You know? We were young. We didn't know. <laughs> Did you finish your last one? Yeah, exactly. exactly. And, then, and then at another bar, I tried to order a, a beer that I, over there that was like, I don't even, it was like 1842 was like the name of it. So I'm in broken broken french like trying to put out all the numerals he started pouring me 12 beers of a different beer and i had to stop him like, oh! <laughs> this, what you're referencing though we're all set to go home pretty much right where we've left the hotel but we're waiting on these two girls who were missing in action we didn't know where they were and so we're on a double-decker bu- tour bus that our whole class is on or whatever and me and my friends are up up top on the double-decker pressed up pretty much against the glass right so we can just see where's people watching and this guy's walking down the street of France, just live, minding his own business, probably like 26, 27 years old dude, sunglasses on. And I, for some reason, I'm just doing voices for people. Like, you know, whatever. Like, who, who am I hurting that I'm like doing voices or whatever? And I'm like, I'm, I think I must have been doing like the walking motion like this guy was. And I'm like mimicking, I'm talking to my friends that are cracking up about whatever I was saying about him. And the guy stops and looks up. He sees me doing the motion and like, and he, and he I guess, this is amazing that he puts it together that I'm mocking him somehow or whatever, right? <laughs> And he does one of those like like he, he we can't talk obviously but he gestures to me ah fuck Anthony Gaius is here coming did we are we over somebody's podcast here we go are you trying to be on our show or did we screw something up no you're fine okay I, I immediately thought say, we screwed I something should up do my, I, I should, I come should on in sit down we Mike Four is easy to turn on it's already on actually there you go so you're all set here you so go. you sit Anthony Gaius is coming to make his uh, long awaited the, the round table chair thing no now. all I wanted to do is that when we were ready to do our, our I wanted to tell you about my character yeah I know we can do it right after this. Okay. It's a conversational podcast. Don't worry. I was afraid we, we moved our time. I didn't want to. I didn't. No, no, but I didn't buy a check. Uh, How's it going? So it's going. Uh, the guy walks. He, he stops. Sees me mocking him. But looks up at me. Sees me doing the motion to our friends or whatever, and does one of these. We can't again. Can't hear each other. But he does like you want to go. Like he like you know hands to the side. Like are you talking about me or whatever? And for some reason I do the motion he's doing. I continue <laughs> to mimic this man who is now aware of it. Blah blah blah. And uh, he's like you want to go? And I'm like oh you want to go? And he is, he looks up and he just he does one of these shrugs. Like all right. So he walks to the bus. He walks to the bus door and tries to get on our right above the bus door. I can hear what's down below. And my teacher's like whoa 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 what are you doing? Like what are you doing? And he's like oh so, and he's talking french obviously i don't know what the hell he's saying but <laughs> something about you know this kid upstairs is wanting to fight me and i'm gonna go beat the shit out of this junior in high school in france and uh, i give that guy credit he was he was just like oh okay i'll never forget you want to go you want to go all right and you just shrug i'm gonna come up there and beat you to death i'm trying to put together still the the, the 
I want to go back to the previous story though because the, you said the beers? You, yeah because you said you ordered the beer you were trying to so how did you it was called 1842 so you no, ordered no, no, like oh, you ordered like wheat Katra do I'm or fucking whatever, some, then, I, I think it might have been like 1242 it was oh, some okay. something where I. I was trying. Uh, yeah, I don't know what I, I don't know. Yes, and my 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 accent's perfect, by the way. In yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I think, I think like so if you notice, I'm not even trying. Years. I like, think it was that I was trying to say Troy. You know, I wanted Troy. Duh, but I, was, <laughs> I was saying Duh, but I was saying whatever twelve is. I don't even remember what twelve is anymore. Oh, let's see. Who do talk? Saying see sit eat. Dees. Dees is ten, right? Yeah, that's right. And then I don't remember anymore than that. And I took French literally for seven years. I know nothing in French. Yeah, I was in AP Spanish. I don't know a word of Spanish. Yeah, it all goes out of your brain. You pretty don't fast. know a word of Spanish. Okay, I know a couple of words. All right, there you go. God, I five to ten words. Ladies Ocho. and gentlemen, a special guest from uh, you know him from his Borderlands Two review. You know him from Command Prompt. You know him from the Comedy Button. You know him from Rebel FM. You know him from much other things. From my dreams. Does. From his dreams. Anthony Gallegos. <laughs> Hi, Anthony. Hi. How Hi, are you Anthony. doing? I'm doing well. Uh, you are here because guess what? Every week on the show. We pitched someone for PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale. It's PlayStation's fighter, I'm sure you guys know, being made by Superbot Entertainment down there. And they, you know, they take all these, you know, these famous characters and they put them in. They all brawl. You got Evil Cole. You got Good Cole. You got Toro. Who could forget Toro? <laughs> the three. Good Cole, Evil Cole, and, and Toro. Toro. <laughs> the most the recognizable characters in the game. But we're not, on Podcast Man, we are not thrilled with the list just yet. We think there are a few minor tweaks. It's like, Goldfarb loves this good SF soup co. There's a good soup going there, but we like to come in and put a little spice in. We like to sure. put in a little pepper. That's a good analogy. You like that? You like what I did there? <laughs> uh, I worked at, I've been working on that one. Anthony, who would you like to pitch this week for the show? So, uh, my character for PlayStation All-Stars is Kiko from Papo Eo. Okay. And uh, so, Kiko obviously doesn't run around by himself, you know, he has his companions, including Lula, the robot. Okay, but Kiko is level one, um, is all about using his imagination. So what Kiko does is he summons houses from the favela, and and you drop one. You okay. can use basically the right analog stick to move it across the battlefield. Are other characters want, moving in, in the real time, or are they sure, paused? Okay. Sure, they can move as well. Okay, but you know, the whole point is that you're kind. Of, it's a huge house. Sure, yeah, you're gonna get some kills. So that's level one. Okay, kind of boring. Um, I don't think you've seen some of the level ones if you think that's boring. <laughs> <laughs> level two for him is that Lula, his robot, you know, your companion, and again, Papo Yo is all about, you know, him using his imagination to escape. So if he's trying to use his imagination to escape all these weird characters beating him up, uh, you know, you turn Lula into a giant robot, ride on Lula's back, fire lasers from Lula's eyes, you know, for, get to ride Lula for like, you know, 10 seconds or something yeah. like that, shoot people, blow them up. And Toro will um, stand a chance against that attack. Um, but the level three one, I think, is the one where it can get the most in touch with uh, Papo Io, which is that, you know... Uh, this is the one that involves monsters. So level three, you know, you manage to beat up people with Kiko. You know, you're... Uh, so this is where, you know, you monster appears and you throw a monster, a frog, monster That's what he eats. Out. Yeah, that's what he... That's like his alcohol addiction analog. And, it's a metaphor. And so, and so he uh, freaks out. And then... But the whole thing is that then Lula... Because I think in the game Lula has like a little bit of ability to help you like jet pack around, you know, like to keep you from falling. So in this... Lula takes you up in the air, but you slowly start losing elevation. And so then the super goes on like this. Monster tears around on his own, completely controlled by the AI, killing any characters comes in contact with, including you, when you start to come ah. up. So your goal is to keep yourself away from Monster as much as you can as you're slowly coming back down towards the screen, giving Monster more time to gather up kills. I gotcha. This actually sounds like a well-designed... Yeah. Yeah, I was not usually much really of bullshit, good. but that was actually yeah. pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Now, are you, are you worried that they won't put it in since Papo and Yo sucked? 
I don't think small video sucks, but uh, <laughs> teach his own. But I, but I, I also think that if anything, they won't put it in because we're making light of alcoholism. Well, they made a video game about it. They started it. All right, yeah, right they threw saying, the first stone. Like, let's, we let's, wouldn't want to make light of alcoholism. We have characters making light of death and destruction and all these things, but the alcoholism is a step too far for sure. Well, okay, but you know, the game is obviously meant to. The game is supposed to have a deeper emotional impact than a lot of these other characters. It's just like they don't have a heavy rain character. Not yet. Not yet. We so, pitched to Ethan so, Mars. Ethan I, Mars I know, has got to be first Ethan round Mars of DLC. Pitch, Ethan Mars pitch was really good. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. And then, you know, as far as, like, uh, Kiko's basic attacks, since he's, like, a poor kid in the favela, I don't know, he'd throw trash at people or something. <laughs> <laughs> what about, what about his soccer? basic attack is just begging for money, <laughs> being ignored. What about the soccer ball, beating people with the soccer ball? Because you find the soccer ball in, like, different environments where you can just play with it, like, for no reason. That's true. Like, you can kick well, it around. Because like every person in South America is naturally good at soccer. That could be his taunt. <laughs> Wait a second. That his is taunt could just be <laughs> kicking the soccer ball around. Everybody's hypnotized by it. No, I just picture him being able to use his imagination. All of his attacks would be based around his imagination. So, like, you know, someone comes and approaches him, he creates a door out of thin air and, like, opens it and hits them with it. Stuff like that. You know, it's all... Seems like a lot of frames animation. So... You got, you got Raiden there with his sword feet. You got you ain't got time for opening doors. <laughs> That's a good point. I actually don't know how to work around that. Okay. I'm not a game designer like you Well, guys. yeah, no, don't worry. <laughs> well, this, is a, this is a pretty good design. I mean, it's a, it's a far cry from the, the, the splendor of Timmy O'Toole and the Warhawk. Timmy O'Toole is a good... <laughs> Timmy O'Toole. Yeah, don't compare that. You leave Warhawk out of this, all right? Warhawk was great. Yeah, I was trying to think of characters to do. Originally, I was going to do uh, the lead character from Star some Starhawk and McGraves, but... You guys had already done Warhawk, so I thought, uh... Emma Graves should be in the game, I still think. But Yeah, I agree. No, no he's got a bet. He's got to stay in bed. Your game has to sell two dozen copies. Oh! No. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I'm just hitting some dingers today, don't worry. It's all, it's all in fun. Dylan Job. Dylan Job ain't listening to this. I know, he's, he's, he's too cool. <laughs> he's too busy doing motion capture for his super and Clements' terrible Warhawk character. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> Don't forget Starhawk out free free today if you want to play the single oh, player. PlayStation single player. Plus. Yeah. Oh, know, is that true? Too. Free yeah. single player, yeah. Yeah, you can buy multiplayer now. You can buy the whole game at a discounted price, too. I didn't know that. There you go. Anthony, you want to hang out for the whole podcast? Um, I actually can't. Okay. But I wanted to come pitch you on my character. I'm glad you did. I'm glad so, this worked out. Yeah, I'm sorry that I couldn't appear last week. It's okay. It we understand. didn't work out. That's okay, Anthony. That's but, a great looking shirt. That's what I said to him in the bathroom. You, you picked well. Bye, Anthony. Bye, Anthony. Yeah. Love you. I gotta. I'm gonna use his microphone. I can't take these heads. This heads okay. Up. It's like a ring around the rosy. What you're doing right now? So I'm gonna mute five. Room. Mutant five again. Bam. Five is, is off the reservation. It was so loud that it was actually oh. deafening to hear you guys talk. So. Okay. Also, I couldn't hear myself, and so I sounded like a vacuum. It was. It was tough. Moving on. Let's begin the show with what is <laughs> and forever will be the Roper Report. <laughs> Time for some news. I have a preemptive Roper Report for you. I have the number one before we even get to how many are on the thing. Okay. Uh, Roper Report, named for Chris Roper, formerly of IGN, now of PlayStation. Chris Roper uh, just had his third child today, a, a baby boy named Alex. So congratulations, congratulations. to Chris Roper. Everybody tweet, tweet beyond Adam. Get that. Uh, get get uh, Alex's Twitter account set up. Get all set up. <laughs> all right. What? How many? What do you got for me on the Roper Report today? Give ten, me some good ten, news. Ten items. Newsman. Ten items on the list. Uh, number one, Sony has officially unveiled its PSN Day One digital program, which will bring a slew of retail releases to the PSN on Day One. Surprising, oh, right? Surprising what that that might. So eight games were announced so far: Resident Evil Six, 
NBA 2K13, Dishonored, Doom 3, BFG Edition, 007 Legends. By the way, did you see the box art for 007 Legends? Oh, oh, that is so bad. Yeah. Yeah. Go look that shit oh, up. It's pretty amazing. I'll tell you what, ladies and gentlemen, I'll throw you a bone, and for, without any explanation, that'll be the Beyond cover art, so you can just look at your iPhone. <laughs> Medal of Honor, Warfighter, Need for Speed, Most Wanted, and Assassin's Creed 3. All the games will cost $59.99, except Doom 3, which will cost $39.99. And most of the games can be pre-ordered with a small discount going to PS Plus members when you do. Now, here's what's good and bad and ugly about this, Colin mm. Moriarty. We've talked about it. There's a video out. I'll mm. try to embed it in the article if I remember. The good. Oh, I'm glad to see that Sony is trying to make this step towards digital, right? Like, Especially with the new PS3s being out and having bigger hard drives, that's a big selling point for a lot of people. I like that some of them are available for pre-order, not all of them. The bad is that we don't know if the pre-order preloads the game. That's that's exactly right. what it needs to do. And then we also don't know if it would unlock a 1201 or if it's going to pro- most likely, since they didn't mention this, it'll probably you know go live when the PSN goes live. Just like the Beyond, the uh, Borderlands 2 uh, writer we had last... I'm sorry. Question about Borderlands 2 we had last week, and then I put it in an article on Monday as well. That's a big problem, right? People expect things to go live, 1201, blah, 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 but it doesn't work that way yet on PSN. Yeah, there's no way it'll be preloaded. It'll, it'll definitely just be your, making your purchase ahead of time. Why do then- you think there's no way? Because people in... Australia and UK keep writing in saying they have that already. Mm. So maybe they will. I just I, I don't think Sony would implement it that quickly. But prove me wrong. I would I would love to see it be that because I think that's the smart. Like it works so well on Steam. It's yeah. just so nice. Now, Colin, you have another downside to this, right? I think the pricing's all fucked up. Yeah. Um, you know, sixty dollars. We we talked about this on the video, but so you know, people don't double dip, as it were. Um, I think we keep you and I keep saying that audio podcasts are the future. So. Yeah. So I mean, this is the future, guys. The radio. So. Uh, a sixty dollar game on PSN, you're not so you're not paying tax on it, so it's like you know it's not sixty four, sixty five bucks. But a sixty dollar game on PSN just seems weird to me. It seems like because the middlemen are cut out and all you know the manufacturer of the disc and the box and the transport of the game and GameStop's rip or Walmart's rip or whoever, wherever you're buying it from, all of those things are taken out of the cost, which means that there's just actually more money being paid to Sony and the publisher. Which people can, that's fine. I mean, that's fine if people are down with that, especially because it's like a convenience fee almost. But I just, it seems antithetical to what you want to do on on a downloadable service. To me, these games should be like 45 bucks yeah. and $40 for PS Plus members or something like that. Now, the de- Devil's Advocate, I was playing with you earlier, of course, there is someone who's uploading these to the PSN, working out through that kinks. There's a technological, there's an infrastructure there that, it, you know, servers, bandwidth, stuff like that. But then also, we talked a little bit about like GameStop, right? They can't throw them under the bus yet they can't be undercutting them yeah I, I mean i think that's clearly the reason why they're not doing it i don't think the cost is taken into account because then you can just make the argument that all of the games on psn should be more expensive you know but there are plenty of games under ten dollars that are great on psn and that still takes into account the cost and some of those games move heavy volumes with a game that's 45 dollars, you don't have to move as much volume to make as much money especially if you have it counteracted at retail by selling games in a box so t- i don't know that I said, like I said in the video, it's an example of Sony having another great idea in which it's not well executed. Yeah. This would be a great. I mean, the PS Plus discount is awesome, but it still only brings it down to like fifty three bucks, like that. And you shouldn't have that PS Plus to get a cheaper digital game because the middlemen are cut out. It just doesn't make any sense. Now, I'm all for game companies making them their their fair share of money. They must make money. Games are expensive to produce. The people that make the games are are skilled professionals that demand high salaries because that's just the way it is. So those the, the money must be made. And that's fine, but. Because, like, just give them, like, a 10 or $15 discount. I mean, like, you, you, GameStop's not taking a rip. Sony's still making the same amount of money probably on the games no matter what. I mean, they're making a mo- they're making money on a game sold at retail. So I, it, I think it's uh, that's more of an industry problem than a Sony problem, though, because, I mean, Xbox 360 games in demand and any number of other services are the same deal. I mean, like, you're... Yeah, but Sony could do it differently. Yeah, I mean, I agree. They're, they're playing catch-up with this, right? I mean, Vita's been doing this since, what, December in Japan, February in the yeah. U.S.? Like, I mean, 
it's great that this is coming to PlayStation 3, but yeah, I mean, it'll it'll have some growing pains, I'm sure. Oh, what was the ugly? That was the ugly. Was that the ugly? Yeah. Um, the 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 ridge top of a PS3. Mm, yeah, oh, that, that's that well, pretty there's, something ugly, about, yeah. there's something to be said about that as well. Mm-hmm. Number two, rumor is Kingdom Hearts 1.5 Remix will be coming to the West next year. Yeah. The Kingdom Hearts collection revealed at TGS, which includes HD versions of the original game and Chain of Memories, was alluded to in an interview Business Insider conducted with Disney Interactive CFO. Kingdom Hearts 1.5 Remix is currently only confirmed for Japan. However, it will include trophy support for both games and is a PlayStation 3 exclusive. Mm-hmm. Um, my theory on this is twofold. Uh, it will come out in the West. It will not be a PlayStation 3 exclusive here. It'll probably be on Xbox as well. And uh, really, yeah. Well, unless I mean, no, I don't think Xbox. I think the only possible thing would be also Wii U. Because oh yeah, the, like or another yeah. console. I just don't feel like yeah. releasing it here on PS3 is a very smart move. I don't. Yeah, um, I don't think Xbox would make sense for the US. I, I think maybe we. But oh, uh, I do. I, I didn't think Xbox yeah. made it sense for Final Fantasy either. But it makes yeah. perfect sense for Final Fantasy now. Touche. What's um, happened? Huh? What's happened? What, what do you mean? Something oh, like I, made I a quick noise, and then you've been looking around all over. You've been looking around the table like you're yeah. and, uh, on a my, mission. My other theory about this is that um, it's not a theory; it's more of a, of a disgruntled statement. Is that Square? This is these are more Square games. Square did this last year at TGS when they really revealed Final Fantasy X HD. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so for PS3, one. we haven't seen a fucking thing about that. And yeah. then at the next TGS. Where I expected, that, I mean, one of my predictions on Twitter, one of my five predictions was that we will see Final Fantasy X, it's done or close to being done, and they will release it this year. Totally wrong, apparently. The, instead of showing Final Fantasy X HD on Vita and PS3, they show another collection. They, yeah. they reveal another collection. Well, and it's the, like, what the, f- like, the other collection's not done. Like, the other HD remake that you're doing is not even done yet. And, and on top of that, it's, it. it's very obvious, and pe- people have been saying this in the comments and, and elsewhere, but uh, it's very obvious that there will be a Kingdom Hearts 2.5 HD remix that has Kingdom Hearts 2 and Birth by Sleep and whatever else in it. Yeah, which is fine. I mean, people want their Kingdom Hearts. This is the good news, and I'm sure for someone like Clements especially who loves Kingdom Hearts, is that this is clearly a primer for Kingdom Hearts 3. Um I don't cool. know if primer is the right word. The co- collections, are, collections are always coming before these big games, right? Sure, uh, it, when companies know what they're doing. Oh, oh, another dinger. This is the dinger episode. I mean, Podcast even, Beyond episode I, 259, dingers. <laughs> What's that? Dingers. Mm, Hitting mm, some dingers I, out of the park today. the cable guy? Like, <laughs> that, would, that would be awesome if that were the case, Colin. I, and I hope so. I just, I don't know. I don't have a lot of confidence that uh, that's going to be happening. Yeah, I mean, you could be right. I mean, the only example, see, what the most interesting collection to me is Jack and Dax or HD because... That was clearly greenlit when Naughty Dog was thinking about doing Jack Four, which they've been very clear about that they were like working on it, uh, and so that was pr- that was probably supposed to preempt Jack Four, and that like this came out because it was like, oh, it's already in process. I mean, we might as well just release it. That's the only example I can think of of which a collection doesn't, and I think even the Infamous collection is gonna is a prelude to an Infamous announcement, but we'll see. You'd hope so. Sucker punch. Well, I mean, what the hell are they doing? At Sucker Punch Prod on Twitter. I don't tweet at him. I'm getting tired of waiting. Number three. I think they're working on a PS4 game now. Yeah, Num- I'm tired of waiting for Padawan. It's tr- it, there's, there's, there was a moment of clarity in my life. Who what, develops that pyramid? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. 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 And, well, and then Japan, too. I mean, Japan's helping out and everything else. Well, but, you have uh, Padawan 3. That's all you need, right? I want, I want more. And it wasn't playable on Vita Forever. Is it playable now? I thought it wasn't still. Oh, no. doesn't have trophies. Who cares? Exactly. Another, another excellent point. They, yeah. It's also another excellent point. They should put out a Padabon collection. All three of those games put some trophies yeah. on. Yeah, throw them on Vita. I mean, I understand why they don't do stuff like that. I'd be releasing often. collections left and right. If yeah, I was Sony. And, and just to add, so I would. 
add so. trophy support and a couple of basic touch mechanics. Also, and that's and that's and the weird thing about Patapon is, and I know that I'm I'm a goofy fan of it or whatever, but there's a bunch of goofy fans. Like it's it's been it's a it's a PSP franchise that's done really well for itself in terms of PlayStation Mindshare. Sure. Why haven't they made a, a, a PSN version of that yet? Why yeah. is there no Patapon for PSN? It is really weird because I mean, even if they just release the existing games, it's not like they have to like do anything crazy with it. Don't even do a retail release; make it digital only. Yeah. Like you don't have to worry about manufacturing anything. Like yeah. I, I don't know why they wouldn't do it. Get that. it together, Sony. Yeah. God. Number three, Daryl Allison of Sony's second-party developer Bluepoint Games posted on the PlayStation blog about the Vita iteration of All Stars which his company is heading up. In the comment section of the blog, Allison confirmed that the PS3 version of All-Stars would be available digitally. He confirmed that cross-buy works regardless of if you buy the game in stores or on PSN, essentially jumping the gun on what seems to be a future announcement about All-Stars availability. We were talking about this on video before, about, mm-hmm. about All-Stars not being on the list of games you can pre-order. Yeah, or a little bit of Planet Carding. I it's, thought it was interesting that there was yeah. no PlayStation exclusive. I was re- speaking of LBBK, by the way. I was LBBK! I was... I was uh, <laughs> I was reading a story just on the internet. I don't even know where it was. Just on the internet. Just on the internet. Someone posted it. Internet.com slash story. Netscape posted it. On the Netscape Navigator. And someone was saying that someone at United Front, I think, was uh, commenting about Little Big Planet Carding, saying that it's natural that the game would end up on Vita or something like that. But I got to look into it. They've gone out out of their way before to say that it is not. I've 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 had that conversation or that question directly answered to me that they are not doing it. Us too. Well, I think that they might be rethinking it since the game is pretty much destined to not sell anything on PS3. Yeah, sadly. Uh, I mean, it's, it's another game you just don't hear anything about. Nope. I'm buying it because I can wear my Bioshock costume and drive that's it all, around. That's all Goldie needs. <laughs> that, game, that, game is, that game is doomed to fail, I think. What was yeah. the game that you pre-ordered that you got the bonus for and then uh, returned? A little bit of Planet Vita. Okay, got it. You're the man. Number four, the PS3 exclusive JRPG Toki Tatawa, which translates to Time and Eternity, is coming to the West. Developed by Image Epoch, the obscure Japanese studio behind Fade Extra and Luminous Arc, was confirmed to be coming West by the company's president, who tweeted back at a fan confirming that the game will see a release in the West. I'm pretty excited about that. That game looks slick. Um, I think there's going to be something to that game. What did they? What else have they done? Did you say Fate? Fate Extra and uh, Luminous Arc. Fate Extra. Did I review that? Sounds like one of yours. Yeah, it sounds like uh, sounds like a Japanese game you would review. Hmm. They're pretty obscure. I mean, they're a pretty obscure company. This game, if go look it up. I mean, the the, the game looks the game <laughs> look it up. The game looks look the game looks beautiful. Number five, Dragon's Dogma is getting an extensive expansion pack. It's called Dark Arisen, and it'll be released in 2013. A little else is currently known about it. Yeah, that they're being pretty very fun. cagey about it. Cagey I, I thought they would just, I just they would just do a oh, crossover. I thought they would just do a sequel or something. But apparently not. Uh, yeah, when, when, no, I was gonna say when they announced it, it was like midnight. Uh, West Coast time and we thought it was a sequel but then they clarified it was an expansion take a quick news break I'm gonna get a soda does anyone want a soda okay. anybody need a soda no I'm fine here? it's good Find to know you're very engaged in the podcast though can you bring yeah, I heard everything you said I'm not allowed to go grab a soda that's right around the corner from this room can you bring me a cup of water well I don't know if I would be able to get a cup quickly. yeah there, there, cup. there are plastic cups in the cabinets in the kitchen area well then now this is a whole nother no, now right, it's right, a mission alright don't I don't need the water it's fine we'll time you it's 2.37 now okay lock the door <laughs> number six sleeping dogs is getting its first of five dlc packs in october the street racer pack will add new vehicles the swap pack will give you 20 new cop missions the tactical soldier pack will give you new weapons and armor and the community gift pack which will be free will contain a quote surprise ah. for players all of that leads into the fifth so pack, which will be a story-driven extension of the game sleeping dogs dlc support is scheduled to last six months from its release what if the surprise is the last guardian <laughs> that would be very surprising. That would be, that would be a surprise. Uh, you gonna play this? You gonna, you gonna, you're not gonna bring you back to this? Maybe. I want to platinum the game still, so I don't. I don't. I don't know. I need I to find time. No, I didn't. 
I really want to play Sleeping Dogs. I can't believe I haven't. I started, started it. It's excellent. I need to get back to it. I want to. I want Borderlands to now. Yeah, is Borderlands like, is up and everything. Borderlands may be all I played until Assassin's Creed Three. Wow. What about uh, XCOM? Enemy Unknown. I mean, I want to play that. I want to. I do want to jump to Sleeping Dogs. I want to play a lot of stuff. But like, man, Borderlands is just every time I go home. Like right now, I'm thinking about playing Borderlands. Yeah, me too. Like, and we I should play tonight. Yeah. Well, last night I came back and I was ready to play with you. But you wanted me to join your game. I don't want to help you. All right. You should come to my game. Well, everyone will kill me in your game. No, you won't. You're going to level up. You're 16, right? Uh, well, not 18. Uh, I'm 21. It's, that's a good match. That's a good match. Oh, All right. We are a good, good match. match. 18 and 21 is a good match. Yeah. <laughs> it meant uh, to be. Yeah. I, it, wasn't, it wasn't legal last night, but now we're good. <laughs> <laughs> Number Shuhei Yoshida, if you're listening, you can join our game, too. I was, I, was, I was trying to get him. He's yeah. He was trying to play with him yesterday at work, but he was telling me he was only level seven. I was like, I will re-roll a character right now. There might be wow. serious lag though between Japan and North America as well. <sighs> yeah, right. I'm not uh, a <laughs> Randy Pitchford won't let that have. I'm not PSN friend for sure. Uh, well, well, sucks to be you. We gotta man. fix that. Gotta, yeah. <laughs> number seven. This is the most exciting news I think on the list. Sly Cooper: Thieves in Time, also known as Sly Four, has an official release date. It will be released on both PS3 and Vita in North America on February 5th, and in Europe and other territories sometime in March. Just in time for Valentine's Day. I'm very excited about that game. Yeah, looking forward to it. On PS3 only. I want, I want, I, I want it on Vita. I really am I know. We, we have this conversation Vita. every yeah. week. I also want the collections on Vita. I want them to yeah. redo the collection for Vita. So get on that, too. I, I know I'm just giving you game ideas here. You're, there, you're welcome, Sony. Number eight. Number eight. You missed all the PC news. Number eight. Number in an interview with Fox Business, Jack Triton <laughs> revealed that Dust 514 would be coming out in October. Um, I watched the video and he said, uh, when he's talking about coming out next month, that was what he said. And the video was posted in September. Uh, whether he's mistaken or he was simply misinformed remains to be seen. We've reached out to CCP's PR firm for more information. And we haven't heard anything. Nope. We reached nope. out Sunday night, so that's not a good sign. Nope. I don't know what's going on with that game. Number nine, in an interview with GameSpot, Sony's John Kohler noted that Sony will continue to support the PS3 with game releases through at least 2015. Quote, and over the next two to three years, the PS3 has gotten an incredible lineup, end quote. He's quoted as saying, I have an interview lined up, an extensive interview lined up with John Kohler on Friday, so hopefully we'll have some information about that. Um, we will be talking about all things PlayStation, PS3, Vita. Maybe I'll even talk about the PlayStation 2. Whoa. No, I'm looking, but I will ask him about the PlayStation 4 and, of course, about the software lineup, and we'll see what he has to say about those topics and more. I find it kind of interesting that people are so surprised about this 2015 thing because they've said 10-year life cycle Yeah, I don't, I don't really think it's surprising. 2006. Uh, finally loco cycle you guys know that game see that 360 exclusive i believe oh yeah lemmy looks like garbage well i shouldn't say that i've never played it well you can say what it looks like then i'm not excited about loco cycle like how you said the soup place yeah i was gonna say your your word your word is garbage because you walked into the soup place yesterday which you said it smelled like garbage in the fucking soup place it smelled delicious it smelled like garbage like garbage smelled you know what I rescind. It didn't smell like garbage, but it did smell awful. Really? I, it was, I thought it smelled great. It was great. too many soup smells meshing together to form an unholy alliance of soup. <laughs> nope. It I disagree. Like, you know. Any soup is an unholy alliance to Greg. Number I, 10. Don't get that. Don't get me started on the soup. Place. Saints Row the Third full package is coming out in November, which will include the full game as well as every single solitary piece of DLC released so far, which is a whole lot of content. Wow. And Greg, that's it. <sighs> that's crazy. Saints it Row is. comes out so far from now, though. If I wanted to play games right now, where would I go to know what came? I don't know what that means, but the official <laughs> uh, the official IGN list of upcoming PlayStation software on all three platforms by the IGN editors. <laughs> Jeez, we're really fucking getting getting rusty at our old age here. What are you talking about? I that was, was a little I late. Whoever... Yeah, because I was looking at Goldfarb. I thought he was going to do it. I did last week. We can alternate. If sort. Every, everyone needs to sort their lives. How's that fresca? This ain't tech fetish. Nobody cares. 
That's my answer, too. Greg, there's a lot of games this week. What? There's a lot of games. At retail, you can buy FIFA Soccer 13. This is for PS3. Yeah. FIFA Soccer 13, Dead or Alive 5, and Pro Evolution Soccer. Uh, it says Pro Evolution Soccer 5, but that's certainly not what it's called. No. It's probably called Pro Evolution Soccer 2013. That sounds about right. Why are they always launching the same day as FIFA? That happened last year, too. Head to head, man. Take yeah, them on. But then FIFA destroys them every time. What? Yeah, I don't know. I think Pro Evo does pretty good. Um, and on retail for Vita, you can buy a little big planet. Yeah. PS Vita. Yes. Finally. Yeah, and I, you could buy FIFA the Soccer 13. And for PSP, oh, okay. you could buy FIFA Soccer 13. Oh, good. Okay, now that's all the retail games. Gotcha. Digitally, you can buy the following on PS3. FIFA Soccer 13, Dead or Alive 5, Tokyo Jungle. Yeah. Yes. Starhawk. Infamous Collection, Ratchet and Clank Collection, One Piece Pirate Warriors. We will have a review for that soon. That's going to be a legitimate release, I think. Marvel vs. Capcom Looks Origins. Like Mirror's Edge is out on PSN. Oh, really? Yeah. Realms of Ancient War. Hell yeah, Wrath of the Dead Rabbit. Real quick, hell yeah, yeah. I'm reviewing that. I don't have the review Stay done away. yet. Don't, don't buy it. Stay away from that game. I was reviewing it for a little while. Like I was playing it, but other things came up. It and, made you blind. It's Yes, it did. <laughs> and... Uh, See the problem with Hell Yeah is oh, simple is gosh, that it looks like it should be it looks good. Yeah, it looks great. It looks like it's got it's it tries to be real funny. It's got a bunch of crazy things. There's unlockables, you're wearing wigs and stuff. Like if you glanced wigs. at it, you listen to the soundtrack, you'd be like, this seems cool. And then you play it and you're like, this it's is not, not cool. It's not cool. Yeah. There's nothing cool about it. Um that's everything digitally for PSN digitally or for PS Vita rather. Table Ice Hockey, which is an AR game. Mm-hmm. FIFA Soccer is available digitally on Little Big Planet, and then you can also download on PSP FIFA Soccer as well as Final Fantasy III, which is a port of the DS version from 2006. Hmm. It's an amazing port, though. And that is all she wrote. Um, I do want to say Who's she, just some chick, Grace Chen. Grace Chen. That's that's true. Um, I just wanted to say I'm excited that Little Big Planet is finally available for download because I think some people were waiting to download it, and now that community will really be full force, which is exciting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, how are you enjoying? It? You've been playing a lot. You're on the platinum pace for it. Yeah, I have uh, nine trophies to go, and I'm I'm at like 700 hours in 700 hours, 700 minutes <laughs> in uh, in creative mode uh, to get that gold for 1440. So we'll you, see what happens. You, you're still enjoying it. How are the How are the creations you're running into? Uh, like half and half. I tweeted the other day. Like if you're if you're uploading like broken unbeatable levels sorted out don't do that it's really annoying it's really annoying playing through someone's like really long like difficult platformer and then realizing there's no way to beat it when you get to the end that's, that's silly that they don't have the they don't make you like beat sound the game. Shapes, yeah. yeah or yeah. infamous 2 yeah yeah where you have to beat it first um yeah it's dumb but uh no i mean in general some of the creations are absolutely amazing i like I the mean, i was already. playing they have a fruit ninja clone in there. yeah like it's that not great really but it's good it's, it shows well, like how it's gonna get great and i noticed this morning um it might have been yesterday actually but i noticed this morning that uh team picks is live now so like the the ones that they're highlighting and, and all of those are amazing yeah so, yeah I'm, I'm really excited to to play more of that i mean I don't know if I can get the platinum though. Some of those are really hard. Even just like dumb stuff, like uh, like acing ten levels in a row. And yeah, stuff like I was that. wondering, can you ace the same level over and over again? I don't think so. I think it has to be ten different ones. That's crazy, then, yeah. And like some, of the, even some of those like boss fights and stuff. Like I mean, it's not like they're like hard, but they are hard to never die on. So yeah, yeah. we'll have to see. What's uh? Can you guys remind me what the name of the studio is that's doing the Vita port? It's a Tarsier and Double Eleven. Yeah, it's Tarsi Tarsier. It's an interesting name. Yeah, I like the based. I don't know. They're I assume the they're in the UK. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, there's no assuming it's happening. Uh, <laughs> that's a very much of a British game, isn't it? In the yeah, media yeah, molecule. Yeah. Yep. Very pop, pop, and cheerio, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Uh Tokyo Jungle, you want to give that a quick push too? Give the old Beyond uh, Bump. Yes. To- Tokyo Jungle is rad. I want to download that. Not, I, uh, not easy on the trophies, though, right? No, I mean, there's no platinum. You could do it. I don't, I don't care about you that. Can get the hundred, you can get the 100% if you give it some time, but it's going to it's 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 take time. Um, a lot of time. That game's great. That game's quirky and different, uh, surprisingly good. Um, Would you say it's going to take a whole lot of precious time? Uh, depends on if your time is precious. I don't want to assume that. Okay. What about patience and time? Uh, yeah, we'll take patience and time. Okay. To do it right. Uh, well, it's just doing it. I don't think you have to do it right necessarily. Child. Yes. All right. <clears throat> <laughs> That's basically all I have to say about that. Uh, I reviewed Tokyo Jungle like three weeks ago, so it's on. The, it's the reviews on on the site. It's on ps3.ign.com right now. If you go check it out. Same thing for vita.ign.com with the old Little Big Planet. Yay. 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 You want to go to the reader mail? Sure. Mail call. Mm, nobody's, got any, clever, big guy. nobody's got any trophy tips today. Mm, no. Um, for that fourteen forty minute little big planet thing, just tap the square button nonstop. That's, and that's uh, if you have to stay in create mode and be active. Yes. For yeah. Sure. Because so on on PS3, the way to cheat it was to use a turbo controller and just have it match square for you, which opens the pop it in and out. Uh, on Vita, it's a little more pathetic, uh, which is that I I sit in front of the TV while I'm watching whatever, and I just smash the square button. Also, some of that time I am legitimately creating too, though. Yeah, but I don't think. That, but not, not most much, of the time. Not much not of much. it. <laughs> what were you watching when you were doing this, Goldfarb? Sons of Anarchy. Sons um, of Anarchy. I watched the. Uh, I hear that's a good program. Season premiere of uh, How I Met Your Mother. Jeez, <laughs> some great. Uh, it's all right. So that sorry, I just took a bite of a fig bar before I talked. That was smart. And that show has been going on since I was like midway through college, right? What Isn't show? Sh- how I Met Your Mother. Oh, I think so. Have I, we I, found out how he meets his the mother? I'm not. No, that's the whole point. I'm really not a big. Uh... I'm super fan it, of that show or anything. Me. No, I, I think, uh, isn't this supposed to be the final season? I saw Eric Goldman writing something. Uh, Who the hell knows? Yeah. <laughs> Stay <laughs> we're tuned. Big, we're, we'll, big we'll we're big fans. We'll put it in I the gotta, article. <laughs> it's one of those things where Justin Davis always talks about the, you know, the, he can't, he doesn't have time for comic books. He has too many hobbies. He has too many things. I very clearly made a choice that I was going to only really care about video games, which means that I watch Sons and Boardwalk Empire and football here and there, but. The majority of my time. You know, Breaking Bad. Their, uh, Game of Thrones, big guy. Eh, I do, but I don't know. I, I don't know any of the character names. Breaking Bad. Well, that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. That that show guy. is. I'll just tell you right now. That that I stopped watching that show like three episodes into the second season. I want to continue it or whatever, but yeah. that show is so fucking convoluted. Yes. It, like I, it is so convoluted. I have no idea what the hell is going on. That's why I stopped watching. I'm like, I don't even know what's going. I've watched every episode <laughs> intently. Watch them. I'm like, I have no idea what's going on, in in this show at all. I have no idea who any of these people are. You know, I, I found I found with my... there are entire scenes where I don't know who anyone is. I'm like, who are these people? Yeah, it's so weird. I I just I've I've heard a lot of people say that. I've never had that problem with that show. I yeah. found it. It's it's the way I've learned now to digest content like that in television. Is that like uh, a Mad Men and Breaking Bad? And the way I got into those is that I would you you remember I'd marathon them in the living room. You know what I mean? And that's when I wouldn't lose sight of characters on a weekly basis. I well, I tried when Boardwalk Empire first started. I started watching it, and it would be one of those things where it would be the next Sunday night, and I'd turn it on, and I'd be like, wait, what's happening? And wait, who is that? And like, trying to remember how they all connected. But when you marathon through like seven episodes, you kind of get this base of who everybody is, and you can build from that. Yeah, I mean, it's funny for me, because with Game of Thrones and Breaking Bad, those are shows where like I do nothing but watch, whereas like a lot of other shows I watch, I'm on Twitter, I'm yeah, playing yeah. Little Big Planet or doing whatever, you know? Like, So yeah, multitasking, I, I can totally see how it would distract you. And- but Colin, I do want to say that at the beginning of the Game of Thrones second season, I had a similar problem in that it had been forever, like probably a year since I watched the first season, because I watched all the second season when it was complete, out, and at my friend's place. And I was like, who are 
all these. Who is this giant man? Yeah. Who is this there, giant I mean, there's, man? I mean, I'll, Who is I'll, this man? I will give you the example. Let me give you an example. Right, yeah. Let me give you the example, though. But then I'll, I have a, com- a follow-up. Oh, no, no, please. I actually finish your thought. No, I, was, I was just going to say, but the cool thing about the second season is after you start, I mean, just like in the original season, it kind of goes like in a circle to, to the different stories and to the different locations, and it just, you start getting into a pattern, and then by a couple episodes and you start to like know... Like even if you're lost at first, you 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 start to piece it all together just naturally. Yeah, because I was watching it. So I watched the first season like week by week, and it was fun and it was engaging. I think it was a little more focused. And then I don't remember exactly what episode it happens in, but they go to this place, like it's like they're on the beach where they're like burning like pyres. That's where I got lost. Yeah, yeah. and That's I, all new. That's yeah, and why. I'm like, and they don't introduce like they I, and there's the, this woman, the red haired woman, and like the 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 guy they're worshiping or so I don't know. And I'm like, what? the fuck is that like i didn't even know I, I was like dead up positive that i was missing something i'm like i missed an episode or two like i don't know what and i was like is hey. that when you stopped and then i, I know i stopped watching where the, the episode with the comet in the sky which was really cool whatever and i was like i don't know what the hell's going on in this game or in this uh in this i don't know what the hell's going on in this game of thrones yeah. so uh, which, which is funny <laughs> What's up, everybody welcome to the thrones cast with ivan's playstation team. The, the thing about it is that I, <laughs> I, I dig the show i love fantasy settings a lot yeah i really like fantasy settings i think the show is really cool I, I think the lore. I like how it's like mildly supernatural and stuff like that. I think that's really neat. Yeah. Um, and uh, and I downloaded the books actually on my iPad to to start reading them. And I did how do you start download books. You download Don? the book. You download the book. The paper on the book under the thing there. Oh. You know what I mean. And uh, <laughs> so uh, so I started reading it and I, I understood like I was kind of recounting what happened in the first season. But I just don't have the time to. I, I think I'll just watch it all at once again down the road. It's I, too, it's I'll, too I'll rewatch it with you. No, that's never going to happen. Oh, wow. All right. He wants 98% alone time. All right. It's very clear. Maybe he could factor me into one of those percents. No. I actually just... He, one of those percents is work. <laughs> the, S is, the rest is when he has to talk to Mike in the hallway. <laughs> I just purchased um, the first four books for Game of Thrones. I should say Song of Ice and Fire. Song of Nerds. I was, was free. <laughs> Song of what? I said song of nerds. Oh, okay. That was a really tender high five that we just did. <laughs> you guys are like, you're like in your sick beds. <laughs> I imagine that's how Charlie's grandfather and grandmother high five in their bed. Yeah. And then they, they do the thing where you clasp hands. <laughs> you talking about Charlie Bucket? Nah, Charlie and Chocolate Factory. That's Charlie Bucket. No, I don't know. <laughs> you thought his last name was Anne the Chocolate Factory? <laughs> <laughs> it's German, right? <laughs> That's his full name. I'm Chocolate Factory. <laughs> Our first question comes Dear from Mr. Rodrigo. <laughs> if you want to write into the show like Rodrigo did, remember it's beyond at IGN.com. Rodrigo says, hey guys, how you doing? I'm hanging in there. Good. My question is more specifically for Andrew, if you mm-hmm. haven't kicked him off the podcast yet. Oh, well. Lately, I've been writing news stories for my website, and I've come to appreciate how hard the whole process is. Granted, it's only me, so it took me about five hours to write and format around eight news stories. So, Andrew, what is your process as a dedicated news editor at IGN? Any pointers, as in resources, tools, etc., to make the whole thing easier and more efficient? Thanks, guys. Hope you guys are all having an awesome week. Greetings from Monterey, Mexico, Rodrigo. Uh, That's a good question. That is. I I try to have a a lead right up front. So like a first sentence or two, just say what the general story is. And then new details first and then kind of below the fold context. Um, I mean, that varies because there are some stories that are really confusing when it's like a legal case or something like that. I put the context much earlier. But Uh um, in general, I I would say get the news out first and then provide context where necessary. Um, That said, though, it, it really, you know, 
it's hard doing it on your own with a blog or whatever because we have the privilege privilege of getting press releases sent to us directly from publishers that have that information, you know. So we're distilling it from their presentation. Um, I think it's a lot harder when you're just digging. Um, and that's kind of what makes it the bulk of my day is, is, is finding the stories. Because the stuff in press releases won't take you long at all. Um, and that said, like, never hesitate to contact me on my IGN or whatever if you want pointers or something on a specific story that you're writing. There you go. Uh, Garrett Barker writes into beyond at IGN.com. Hey, guys. A lot of talk has been going on about used game sales not helping the developers as well as you're not saving a lot of money by buying a used version of a new release. I totally agree with this since I am always down to support developers and the $5 you normally save is negligible. However, I was thinking you could have the best of both worlds if you do the following for a game you are not sure you will like. Step one, <laughs> buy the used version of the game from GameStop. Bring it home and try it out. Step two, if you don't like it, you can return the game within seven days and get a full refund. Step three, if you do like it, return the game for the full refund within the seven days and then buy the new version of the game. This should help making you, making sure you get the game you like as well as support the developers. Thoughts? Garrett Barker. So, I mean, that'd be a little bit of a, a lot work. of work. <laughs> so it's a lot of work and you're also kind of scamming GameStop at that point. Like you can just rent it legitimately from somewhere if you, sure. if you want. It's like three bucks. Well, you got to find the, the old mom and grop video shop that's still out there. Putting doesn't doesn't Redbox have games now? I don't know. Man, I haven't Red rented Box. anything in like 10 years. Yeah, I, know, right? I have no idea. Every time I think of Redbox, I just think of the lonely Redbox sitting in my Tops markets in western New York. And it's, oh my goodness. Go in there. It's such a sad state of affairs. It's wow, you had Tops, huh? That's where I used to shop. Tops, Tops Man, when markets. is the last time I rented anything? Tops never stops saving I do, you. I do like the digital rentals. Yeah, I don't rent anything. Yeah, I, I've, I've done digital rentals for a movie. I, um, the last time I like, I mean... The last time I went to a Blockbuster, I don't think, I, I don't even think I was in college yet. I mean, I, I think that was like 2005, maybe. It was, How the world has changed. It was actually kind of moving to me because the blo the, blo the Blockbuster at the corner of our neighborhood, like you, you drive a ways and you get there like within three minutes, right, was kind of our hub, like all me and my friends hub for movies, but also for game rentals. And that Blockbuster was there m my entire childhood of growing up and then... You know, even like early college uh, years when I would like go home, you know, for weekends and stuff, we'd be like, let's just go rent a movie or something. This is kind of before any of us had Netflix accounts. Um, but uh, yeah, it was it was super cool. And then recently, uh, I think it's just completely gone. Like it's just shut down. Mm -hmm. The the lights are all turned off. Just, there's probably mice running around. The, uh, in my hometown, the Blockbuster became a nail salon, but they like kept the Blockbuster sign. And so nice. it, it's the shell of the Blockbuster sign, but in it, it's like, Ilsa's nails. <laughs> <laughs> it's like shaped like a video. It's really weird. They should have kept it blockbuster nails. That's true. That's smart. Oh, Holly, that would be smart. Hollywood nails. Anyway, I will. I will always have fond memories of blockbuster. Oh yeah, there's plenty of great times there. Yeah. Uh, Philippe Ruiz writes into Beyond at IGN.com with quick fire questions. Ryan Clements. Yes. What would Cipher Filton sound like if he said, "My God"? <laughs> <laughs> My God. <laughs> Not quite as effective. <laughs> Carl Moriarty. Mm. Least food you can't stand. Mustard. Least favorite food you can't stand. Mustard. That's like a condiment. All the way. It's funny. Oh, I fucking hate mustard, Colin dude. Colin is a fan of mayo Onions. to the ends of the earth. 
And I think you like ketchup, too. Oh, I love ketchup. Yeah, you love Mix ketchup it up. with your fries, with mm-hmm. your burgers, all these things. With his rice. Oh, yeah, how was your yeah. sandwich with my rice? Don't give away my <laughs> secrets. <laughs> to me, there's no, there's no condiment more American than traditional yellow mustard. Oh, God, I hate it. hot dog. What do, is hamburger. it just the taste? I like the, the tartness of it? hate, no, wait, hate mustard. Like, I, I, know, I know, we've talked about it. But, but Colin, do you, didn't you used to freak out, too, if you saw it? Or yeah, like, I was like, yeah, uh, near you, anything else. When I went to the airport with you, I got a turkey sandwich, and I was, like, really self-conscious about putting mustard on it because I didn't want to upset you. I did it, like, (laughs) under my hand. Do you... Now, see, the thing is, is I know plenty of people, myself included, who are averse to other kinds of mustard, like Dijon and peppercorn and all this crazy... Yeah, Dijon mustard. Mm. Yeah, that kind of... Um, (laughs) Now, so I understand this, but to me, yellow mustard, that's... You can't beat it. Oh, my God. I just want to... I just want to suplex Greg over this table right now, just thinking about yellow mustard. That would be impressive. I'll I'll tell you you right now, the the story... Did I tell you the story about... About McDonald's in Connecticut when I was a kid. This is when I realized oh, yeah. I hated mustard. My, my parents had gotten divorced and I was like really young. My mom was working for a Delta. Um, Real quick, did the mustard lead to the divorce? Oh, yes. No. Is okay. this psychological? <laughs> this is the saddest origin and, story ever. And uh, no, I was, I was going up to visit my mom. I lived on Long Island. It's like right across the ferry. And uh, like all, all across the Long Island Sound. So I went, we went to McDonald's because I love McDonald's so much. I was with my mom. I was like seven or eight, maybe. Maybe not even. And, uh, <laughs> And, you know, all right, so the thing that people don't know, and this is 100% true, this is 100% true, and people from downstate in New York can, can attest to this, they do not put mustard on their burgers in New York City or on Long Island or any of those places in McDonald's or Burger King or Wendy's anywhere. They do not do it. They fucking do not do it. Hmm. And when I, when, I tell people, when I tell people that, they're like, no, that's bullshit. They don't. No, I grew up and lived there my entire life. They don't do it. And when I go home and order McDonald's, I don't have to like give them a special order. They just do it the right way. So uh, being a young kid, I didn't know that that they put mustard on burgers at other places. Like, and they do it almost everywhere else. And uh, so I go to McDonald's in Connecticut with my mom in Hartford. And uh, the whale. The, the whale. <laughs> and uh, they, I get this burger. And I bite into it. And I'm like, like not like nauseous at the table, like all grossed out. And I open it up, and I'm, there's like mustard on. It. And I'm like, mom, there's. It's mustard on my burger. Or she's like, it's not mustard. It's like butter or something like that. It's like, it's not. Mu-. And like, she's like, well, she, did she know or was she no, just no, trying to push it off? She, I don't think she, I don't she know wasn't if she even knew really one way looking at She was confused about it too. Okay, okay. And uh, yeah, so like that was like ever since then, like I, mustard makes me like cringe. Like I fucking wow, hate, I hate it. I hate you don't it so like much. Have like some sort of crazy like allergic reaction to it or anything. No, right? I I sometimes tell people at restaurants that I'm allergic to it to make sure that I'm not dicking around that yeah. I don't want mustard no, on anything. Because business. like I could I could taste like I could taste like a you're molecule a mile of it. Away. Yeah, like like it smells like awful. I can't deal with mustard, man. Yeah. I can't deal with it. But that's the thing is that in Long Island in New York City they don't put mustard on their burgers at that's McDonald's so or Burger King. Funny. They don't. I feel like. I remember in Western New York, I feel like back in the old day with Mickey D's and BK, I, I would get a little bit of mustard on them. They probably on do. I'm, I'm just, I don't know why it is. I don't know where it came from, but that, that is true to this day. I mean, I had McDonald's in, in May. In Long Island. Yeah. yeah. And in the city. I had, you had me like racking my brain thinking of every time I got fast food when I lived in New York and I honestly can't remember. Like I, I, had, I had fast food when I was there in Brooklyn uh, in May. Like they don't do it. Like I, I know they don't. Because sometimes I, I ask like, and, and they like, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are you, Wait, a fucking so- idiot? <laughs> I remember the first time I ever went to Wendy's, they put they put mayo on their burgers, yeah. and that was, like, preposterous. I had no idea what the hell was happening. Yeah. I was disgusted. I uh, I do want to point out, though, that when you just said, just thinking about it, you want to suple- suplex Greg mm-hmm. over your knee or something. Anytime you talk about wrestling moves, I instinctively get teleported years back to when you guys were all hammered in my E3 bedroom, right. and yeah. you just grabbed Clayman, and you are like... When I was falling falling backwards, I'm like, I'm gonna kill Clayman. Like there was, there was like, there was like two seconds, there was two seconds in my mind where I was like, Clayman's dead. 
And then he just sprung right up. You can't break Dave. I was like, oh, that was like a nerve wracking. I'll never forget that. That was a good story. And then I was like, guys, you know, I'm gonna get a call from like my neighbor, and it's getting. You're just like, you're gonna get a call from your neighbor. You grab the phone, you just throw it against the wall. Call now. That was such a great night. Guys, rock and troll. That was years ago. Philippe asks Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield. <laughs> how, how, what was it like to play an iconic superhero like Spider-Man? Uh, it was truly amazing. Oh, I shouldn't have a British accent. I can't really do a British accent. It was truly amazing. Okay, good. And then, Greg, any chance amazing. of having more Colin and Greg sing videos? Of course. Of course there are, Philippe. Come on. We have an we're, idea we're, for one. We're, we're, we have one. We got to do that soon. Um, Brandon writes into Beyond at IGN.com, or King Brando, as he likes to be called. Beyond! Beyond! Beyond. So why announce that PS3 is going to be supported till 2015? Rumors of PlayStation 4 are already out there, and I just don't see the good in it. I'd hate to see Sony late getting their new console out again. Don't fret, King Brando. This doesn't affect anyone's predictions of the PlayStation 4. I still say fall. Colin still says fall. 20, 2013 next year. Yeah, I think, I think much everyone does except for Tal. Tal's the only... We got an argument, Tal. Not an argument. We, 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 made, we, made, a we made a bet here. Anyways. Yeah. I think it'll be revealed January. Come out November. No, $10. Uh, $10. Yeah. Ten Whoa. fat dollars. Money? Yeah. yeah. You made money back. So you can really? buy like a fourth of a well, Patrick's talent issue. <laughs> Um, yeah, you know, as for his question about why, I, I just feel like Sony walks this weird line of uh, wanting to innovate, wanting to announce new platforms and everything, but also, like, really, for whatever reason, wanting to, like, comfort people into thinking, like, oh, like, when you buy that PS3, it'll last you forever. So, like, they're saying that right now because they want people to keep buying PS3s. They want people to buy a PS3, you know, right now for Christmas and uh, not worry about it being obsolete next year, you know? So, yeah. I mean, that's their reasoning for that messaging right now. In the mess, and keep in mind that the people heard that and they're like, "Oh, that means there's no PlayStation Four to 2015." No, no, no. no. It's totally everything's doesn't. on a 10 year life cycle. Remember, yeah. the PlayStation Three was out and established by the time they lowered the price of the PS Two to 99 dollars and kept talking about their 10 year life plan for that thing. Exactly. They, they had a 10 year life cycle for this as well, so it's still happening. It's still coming. It's the same as last gen. You had like Call of Duty Two on on 360 and on regular Xbox. Like, I mean, you're going to see a lot of that. You're going to see things that are launching on the old platforms and the new platforms simultaneously. I think you'll see. I mean, everyone forgets God of War Two came out a year. Yeah. Not not quite a year, but the, the next year from when PS3 yeah, was already months. Out. It came out in then March. March, or, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's who's making a phone call? Uh, someone in the next door neighbor. Area. How loud is it that we can hear it through the brick wall? It's this. It's you know the excellent soundproofing we have in the room. You know that's that, that's what shows you that it's a real, it's real, real. This is a real podcast. podcast. How you know this is live? <laughs> <laughs> Streaming directly to your iPhone, live from San Francisco. Corey writes in to beyond.ign.com and says, I was just curious. Tokyo Jungle is a cross-play compatible title, right? Mm -hmm. Why didn't they just release it on the Vita as well? That seems like a title I would enjoy on the go more than the PS3. What does he mean by that? I don't he understand. means that you can remote play it. Oh, right. Um, cross-play, yeah. That, uh, cross-play yeah, is not what you're saying. Yeah, there's too many crosses. Cross-buy, which gets you both versions there's of the game. I, think there, I think I counted TGS. There's six cross things. Six. Really? Yeah. I want to try to get them. Let's try to get Make them. Make sure you weren't in a church. Because uh, they had them, they were saying no, them. No one liked that joke. It's cross, <laughs> cross buy, cross play, cross create, cross control, cross control, cross fix, cross create. Is that also a yeah? Little cross big create was really cross. We'll make you jump, jump. A dad and Mac will make you jump, jump. Our Mac dad will make you jump, jump. Cross play, yeah. Cross play means cross play means your Vita and the PS3 versions of it can play each other. So that's you're talking about remote play. But yes, yeah. I don't know, Corey. That's an excellent question. I, I wish Tokyo Jungle was a Vita game as well. I think it could be because it looks like a PS2 game, so it can't be that. <laughs> yeah, it certainly does. It's got it's got hours and hours of gameplay in there. It's I'd a like really good game. The go. It's a really good game. I hear you. 
that stuff again, huh? We're clicking through. I, I, I was late to the party here, so we're just grabbing them What's off. What's the time? 3.05. You want to wrap up? Yeah, let's wrap up. Oh, this. you have to go to your thing, right? Well, I, have a, I have a demo at 4, but I mean, that's Yeah, fine. we should wrap up. Shouldn't, okay, shouldn't take final question comes from Vincent. Not our friend Vincent. Not our friend Vincent. Because he's writing in about Vince's review. Mm. Oh. Hey, guys. I saw the DOA 5 review got an 8.8. Oh, what's up with that? Did IGN move back to the 100-point review scale? Hey, Vincent. Yeah, we did. We did move back to the 100-point review scale there. We're back to the 100-point review scale. I was trying to do a Colin where like you stutter a little bit, and it was and You mock me and make yeah, me cry at home. Just a dick. Cut yeah, myself like Colin does. No, I would never want to make you cry. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, with Borderlands 2, we re- did the whole review look of how every review looks, and we also went back to the 100-point review scale, which, if you're not up on it, is what IGN used to be, where you'd see like a 7.9 or a 8.2 or a 9.3. Uh, then for a while, when Hillary took over, we went to 20-point scale, where it was just 8, 8, 5, 9, 9, 5, and now we're back to 100-point scale. Now we get a little bit more granular. <laughs> I was just picturing you being like, you could do like a 6.6 or a 5.3 or, and you just like go on for I, 20 I, minutes. And I, I, I somehow, b- like, I bounce around, but I never double up. But you've done all of them. You've all of them. And that way, it's a hundred points. I'm all horse. So that's back. Look for that. Plenty of things for you to argue about now, whether or not Assassin's Creed 6.6 is better than Little Big Planet Carding's 6.7. <laughs> Colin, you got something to say over there? No. Nope. You're looking contemplative. No, nothing. He's always thinking about his next movies. He's Colin Moriarty. He's, He's two steps ahead of everybody. Ten moves ahead. Yeah, Bring exactly. it up the mustard. <laughs> fucked him up for the day. Right now. <laughs> He's just shaking and sweating. <laughs> I'm already thinking about two episodes from now. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Podcast Beyond, episode 259. Thank you so much for joining us on our journey through the PlayStation News. Remember, we post it every Tuesday here on IGN.com. And speaking of IGN.com, that's our real job. So go to IGN.com, watch our videos, read our articles, comment on stuff, be part of the community. If you want to reach out to us and touch us in a very inappropriate internet place, follow us on Twitter. <laughs> IGN is IGN. I'm Game Over Greggy. Ryan is Pwam Cider. Garfep is Andrew Goldfarb. No taxation. Call Moriarty. And Anthony Gallegos is Chuff Money. Chuff Money, that is correct. One F. Ryan, take me home. Sounds good. If you would like to help us end the show, as we always do, with a musical... Oh, it's not an interlude, because interludes imply that it's in the middle of the show. So it's just an ending. Super. Uh, all right. Uh, no, so if you want to... <laughs> an epilogue. An epilogue. Yeah, except we... Except there wasn't a proper ending, because mm. this is the ending, so I don't know if epilogue would work either. All right, well, that was a, a good little chat. All right, it was a good show. Yeah. If you would like to send in your uh, song or musical experimentations, please email them to beyond at ign.com. Attach them as an MP3, just like Cody did. And I'm going to read this email because I really enjoyed this email. This is from Cody, who writes, Beyond, this is Cody28 from Salem, Oregon, and I am so excited if you could find it in your heart to play the song from my band. We are called Kiss Dodger, and the song is called The Plan off of our forthcoming album of Ignorance or Innocence. And why should you play our song instead of one of the many other worthy submissions you no doubt received this week? Because it contains a beautiful female rock vocalist? Because it's assertive without being pushy? No, you should play it because the song is about Frankenstein. And I really doubt the others could say that. Thanks, love the show, keep up the good work. This is Kiss Dodgers' The Plan. Beyond. 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 Colin, I'd never dodge your kiss.
Hi, I'm Madigan from Your Angry Neighborhood Feminist, the podcast that explores the world through a personal, intersectional feminist perspective. I bring you two episodes a week. Every Monday, I cover something from a wide variety of topics, covering everything from feminist faves throughout history like Audre Lorde, listener coming out stories, and other hot-button topics like toxic masculinity and the Me Too movement, as well as plenty feminist history, the good and the controversial. And then every Friday, I bring you a mini What's in the News episode to keep you up to date with everything that's going on today in the world. And with over 580 episodes available to you right now, there's plenty of good stuff to listen to. You can listen to Your Angry Neighborhood Feminist wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to rage on. Bye.